ore te whanau, kua whakaronga mai, ne ke tene i paho ki te korero i nga whakaro. Kia ora and welcome to Circuit Cast. My name is Mark Williams and today I'm talking with Artspace Director Remco de Bly. We're discussing the new Artspace show, Ex Post, which is also Remco's last as director. And we'll also be discussing the legacy of his tenure at Artspace, which includes moving the gallery to a new space on the ground floor of K Road. Kia ora Remco, welcome to the pod. Kia ora Mark. X post is described as the follow-up and conclusion of X Ante, an exhibition that took place in November 2017, which was the first exhibition you curated at Artspace. I wondered if we could first begin by defining X post and X Ante. What do these terms mean and how are they related? Yeah, so yeah, you're right, Mark. That was the first show uh, that I did at Artspace. I'm not sure how many people uh, saw that, but X Ante was a term that I had sort of read somewhere and both both seem to me quite significant terms in thinking about sort of the future in a way. So they're both financial terms. They are mostly used with people that do a lot of share trading and things like that. And they both sort of define time in a way. Post means after and anti means before, of course. And people that are trading in the financial markets they use that in order to to make sense of what's going to happen in the future right and the way that they do that is through these different two different perspectives so uh, with exposed you would have more data available of what really happened and then you your actions take place based on that and with the exante you of course then um, don't have so much data you really try to imagine the world in a different way or what's going to happen, right? So for me, they were always terms that were quite close to how artists are, are thinking really. Sort of if you then think of, of this sort of way of how artists are imagining the world otherwise or speculating about the future, which a lot of artists do, then for me, it seemed like these two terms were really quite important to understand. And also kind of, I guess they kind of this idea of the future and then, uh, yeah, thinking also maybe more practically, like then um, bringing together a group of artists that were kind of giving international viewpoints, but are also, you know, quite interested in very, uh, in what seems like quite technological, technical inspired um, works, right? So um, they work a lot with, with um, quite high quality video, but also much of the, of, of the work is either recorded or interested in, in, in technology, if you will. So for me, that was also kind of a bit of a way that is usually contributed to this idea, idea of the future. That's interesting. Uh, we're talking about the future because also the show I know is based around the idea of connecting, connecting to specific histories. So which histories are these artists connecting to and, and why are they useful for our current moment? I mean, if I, if I look at uh, Chao Wei Su and Fiona Amundsen particularly, they really both look at... Um, quite a complex sort of American, Southeast Asian or Eastern Asian geography and politics that are concerned with the places that they come from. I mean, Fiona is very much connected to Japanese culture and interested in that and in connection, in, in her case, to a lot of Second World War and Cold War politics from a U.S. perspective as well. And then Chao Wei Su, who is Taiwanese, has a lot of cultural interest as well in places like Japan or even China and comes in, in, in contact with a lot of uh, the remnants of those 
political struggles that still continue, right? Maybe Susan is a bit different because I guess that has more, in her case, the work is called Ice Cores and is, has a much more sort of climate change approach to it, which you could explain more to be more global, I would say. But all, all refer to these specific geographies. And, and again, Chiawei, Sue and Fiona maybe look at a particular time that sort of come out this kind of idea of, of um, what in the Western world is could be called as a cold war, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, of course, what, what's happening right now, these are not only historical events, but still very much play on in our, in our daily lives now, right? These three artists were all in the first iteration of this two-pronged show, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I had, um, I think, maybe six or seven artists in the first one, but I, I brought it down to three. For me, Fiona, I've had a lot of conversations over the years and always very much valued her work. So uh, that was very clear uh, that I wanted to work with Fiona. Since the first show, she had quite a bit more contact and inspiration that she got from seeing Chao Su's work. So that was really quite interesting to bring them both together. And Susan is a bit like, yeah, what, what, what is interesting is that she, she's part of the forensic architecture group as well, or part of that community. And they were in the previous show here at Artspace uh, called Slow Boil. And for me, it was always kind of quite nice to make a certain uh, link that crosses to new shows. But Susan was, of course, also in the first show as well. So we we don't have the full coverage that we had in the first show, but I just wanted to be a bit more concentrated on these three artists. I suppose the maybe the most defining part of your legacy at Artspace is actually the move to this new ground floor space. And I find it really interesting that the first iteration of the show was upstairs, the second is downstairs. How has this new space affected your approach to curating? What does the building do? How does it shape what you present? Uh, yeah, com yeah, completely. I mean, it's quite different, of course. I mean, what was so nice from the upstairs that we were able to bring all these thick, dark curtains that we then bought and transformed the space into what was a very dark space. So, and I think that hadn't happened before so much. Of course, upstairs was a, gr was a great space as well. It was also quite able to transform quite quickly. Uh, it was also wearing wearing out a bit, quite literally, right? It was very difficult for us to do something in the ceiling. It was quite difficult for us to do something in the walls, especially when you're doing something with more video things, where there needs to be a lot of projectors up in the ceiling and, and sound plays a role, et cetera, et cetera, and light as well. Uh, but then going downstairs, for me, obviously, it was even more exciting, but also quite urgent for us as art space, right? So maybe where upstairs we were sort of less publicly accessible and, and known to a more exclusive group, I would say. Then all of a sudden now we had the potential, it doesn't mean that it happens automatically, but we had the potential of being open up quite literally to the street, right? So more people could come in and could view what we're what we're doing and and for me yeah that is I mean, that's sort of where curating and working with artists also really starts I mean for us the move downstairs was not a simple sort of linear way of becoming better or bigger or or anything like that it was really one of the only options and ideas to stay in the area right and to connect to Karangahapi Road as a as a community and from there onwards peel off like an onion to, to sort of a more 
a world that is outside, right? So I always say, like, we, we start on the street, or maybe we start internal, then we start on the street, then we, then we come to the city, and we go to the national uh, layer, and then, uh, and then, of course, you go uh, more more international. So those are a bit of the, the layers of the onion that we're trying to address, right? And the move very much was, was I, I think, I see it as a sort of curatorial exercise in itself, where finally we we had a much better relationship with the street you also see that through all of the other exhibitions that we've been curating for the last one and a half or two years and we also have an opportunity to speak more to the to the world as well so in that sense i guess yeah i I think if i would say one thing as a recap in terms of curating sort of interdependent of this show i would say is like our relationship to the street and to the environment that we operate in becomes much more significant and accessible. I remember about 15 years ago, there was talk then of art space moving and taking over the post office downstairs and potentially the New Zealand Film Archive would open a little theatre actually in the same building on some of the space vacated by art space. You've kind of replicated that by making a second room, which is a little theatre given over to moving image works. Yeah, I, I guess just maybe to, to say something around the film archive, because that's been a, a recent history, of course, that a lot of people uh, remember. I mean, actually, sometimes there's we, we uh, from time to time, we got people in and saying, where where's the film archive? Where is that? Are they not here anymore? And then, the, no, 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 they've been gone here for a couple of years. But yeah, I was also kind of to acknowledge that history, but also the need for artists to work in that way, right? So if we think about, um, and you and I had a, a many conversations about this, so talking through and with moving image and cinematic work that a lot of artists are working with, I also wanted to, I wanted to really stimulate that work, one being seen in Aotearoa, but also more for more artists to start working in that. Also, I mean, one, it's, one, it's kind of practical, you know, it travels quite quickly through the world because you just have to send sometimes very big files, but um, you just, you can just send a file and, and build, you know, screens and all that kind of stuff here. But for us as art space, it was also really super important to keep on thinking uh, or maybe even stressing more the idea and the need to physically meet in a space, right? So that was mm-hmm. what the gallery was always about but also the cinema. So, so, to, so to have a space that you can rely on in either looking or presenting films is actually quite significant because it sort of, it, it makes it there's an automatic sort of idea in people's heads that, that you can go there, right? And that you can always see something kind of reliable. And, and if you want to stimulate sort of those ideas and you need to repeat, 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 repeat for many years. <laughs> And, and offer and offer a baseline and a base as well for people to be able to see that work. So that was also kind of the idea that we're trying to, and we're still in the midst of, of realizing that, to get the cinema up and running uh, downstairs. Yeah. I get the feeling from speaking to you that you really want it to be a space where that artists could almost approach you about using as well, and that it's quite open to the community potentially. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean... It's of course incredibly disappointing that we like to even start to feel that in what we would normally feel, you know, over the last two years. Even that 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 has evaporated, right? I mean, there's still 
there's still a lot of anxiousness to come into a space. There is actually now, when, when people are sick, they actually don't have any opportunity to come into a space. So our ability to start communicating with, with artists is just, you know, a bit damaged through COVID just because there's no events that we can responsibly organize. You know, all of those kind of things have produced a bit of a temporary setback. But yeah, that is what art space was always about it was always about like artist communities coming in and use the space and borrow equipment so and that is still very much the the case also downstairs the cinema is not only a a presentation space uh, or a representation space but it's also going to be built like a a studio space so if people are making a a film or or a moving image product you know, we are a good place to test those things out, maybe even with a small audience or to ask for sort of the first and early critique. And those those kind of things, I think, are very important. But you need you need good and reliable equipment to do that. And it needs to be it needs to be an infrastructure or facility that is able to to facilitate those things quite, quite quickly, also from a Manaki Tanga point of view. Etc. So, and our art space has always been about that. And obviously, after after we're through with COVID, we we hope to very quickly return to that idea and and use that we had for the community. So, yeah. What is art space looking for in the next director? Oh, yeah. You should talk. You should talk with the board. I I shouldn't really. I think you shouldn't really ask me that because I I have no. I should, and I have no really stake in that, right? I think it's actually quite important that, that the previous director doesn't have. But but I do know that a bit, of course. I do know. I mean, I guess I think what they're looking for is also, again, something different that they cannot find in me or things that I don't hold, right? So, I mean, as you know, uh, a particular thing that comes back from the community is also an Indigenous leader that knows as much about the local environment as it does about internationally connecting, right? And I think, I mean, if you look at all of the sort of high level community critique on on certain organizations, you know, across Tamaki, but also in Wellington and other places, then yeah, it's clear there's there's a big need for, for voices that come from here that are maybe indigenous led, or have a different worldview than is what we see normally in, in, in people. But also you need to have, um, you know, there's quite a bit of, of, of skills that are needed in terms of, you know, how you financially run an organization and the team is a big thing. There's a lot of people management that is that is needed. And you, yeah, you need, you need a bit of uh, basic um, experience on those kind of elements in order to, to move a whole a whole community in itself, right? And then there's a board that you um, need to collaborate with. So it needs somebody that's quite kind of broad and diverse in um, in their skill set. Um, yeah, but I, I think in the main the main thing that recap would be for me this kind of local local knowledge, but sort of international connection. I mean, one of the things there's a lot of focus on in, on local connections now, right? simply because we haven't been able to connect to the world as much so but for me like to be able to sort of renegotiate and sort of redefine those international contacts and I always say sort of how people and ideas keep on flowing is really crucial right I mean if we would only focus 
on the local, we would, in my view, we would we would suffocate quite a lot because we want to tell the great the great things that are happening here, right? And we also want to keep up to date in what's happening elsewhere, to see sort of to compare ourselves and to say, oh, oh no, we don't want to do it like this, or wow, this is great, they do it like that. They've been that's 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 so inspiring, right? I want to know more about that. Oh, how have you been doing that? And you know, there's so many amazing, fantastic things that are that are happening here and elsewhere that we need to we need to keep exchanging, right? I think that's the big challenge now, especially after our COVID situation. So yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Remco. Not only for this conversation, but uh, the past five years' work. I'm sure it's been a very challenging time, but um, you're leaving a fantastic legacy with this new building and fresh relationship with the public. All the very best with your next move. I'm sure we'll stay in touch with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mark. And yeah, I, I really, truly appreciate that. That's really, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to, to, to hear that, of course. But yeah, thank you so much. Also, always with all of the nice conversations that we've had um, kind of over the years. And for sure, we're going to keep in touch very closely. Yeah, I'm going to keep on following uh, the scene quite closely. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks very much, Remco. We'll let you go. Bye. And thank you to all of the listeners as well. Kateake e kone, e kona mai me na mihi.